Oh yeah! It's time for Foam Nation! Where are all my foamies at, brother? Alright, welcome back to Detroit Dart Talks. I don't, I don't know what's I don't know what's happening yet. Um in the studio today is myself, Tim. Uh, my wingman at PA Survival Fest, Alex. And the person who we're going to tell all about uh, Foam Nation today, Tom. You ready to learn about this con? Oh, I I actually don't think you've told me anything about the con, so I am ready to learn. All right. Um, Well, tell you what, why don't we cut right to the con because we did record some um, material while we were there and we'll let you hear a bit of, of it live and then we'll come back and we'll kind of recap for you guys so we'll be back with you in a little bit oh yeah oh yeah we are uh, live at uh Foam Nation 2023. The oh yeah edition. The inaugural Foam Nation. Uh, the three blaster tournament is going on right now, which neat setup. So they have a, the three blasters are, categories are stock, super stock, and what did they call the third one? Uh, unlimited. So stock, obviously, off the shelf. Super stock is under 100, I think he said. I didn't hear the rules. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure he said under 100. And then unlimited is anything goes. Um, now, I haven't. I know there is a pistol table where you have to shoot from the table and hit targets. And then the second one is they have to move up under fire and shoot the shooter. And then the third one is um, the third blaster is like another target shooting thing. I think I think there's a target with three nets on it that they have to hit. That's so, right. Um, so neat, neat setup. Uh, looks like some decent thought went into it, and uh, more than I was anticipating. Um, so neat. Yeah. Uh, we, we've been hearing some some loud cheers arising from the uh, the gymnasium. Which is about 20 feet to our left behind a wall with an open top, so yep. we're getting an ambient noise, but it's not too loud. Yeah. Like, it's coming over the mics louder than in person, I Yeah, think. and, you know, we've done several FoamCon live recordings where it's, know, a, it's, just, it's just a nice background well, noise. This reminds me of FoamCon from Indoor 22. Yeah. Because we were in our setup in FoamCon, and then they divided off the gym with a curtain and had, like, Yep, very PPP. similar. This is not a curtain; it's an actual wall, but yeah. it's still a, overall the building's open, so it's, you can just walk in through a door, and you're in the the yeah. event space, I guess we would call it, because yeah. we're going to be running Z13 there in a few hours. Yep. So, um, yeah, we had so we're in the um, convention area, and there is uh, about geez, sorry. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There's ten of us set up with tables. So decent vendorship for a first year convention. And for a small venue too. Like yeah. this building is not large, but it's uh it's feeling very comfortable for the turnout they're getting right now. Yeah. And being that it's a Friday and being that it's a all day con. This we're going to seven, I think. Yeah. Uh, so we're not getting a rush of anyone right away which is kind of nice like yeah it's been low-key yeah they're doing blaster checks there is a safety briefing going on at one point 
Um, they have food vending right on site, courtesy of France Foamworks. Um, you know, not overpriced and gouging, which is kind of nice. The um, police are here. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, as far as attendees, we've got Southern Maryland House of Nerf, uh, including uh, Dart Sweep, uh, Big Al. No, not Big Al. Al the Geek is here. Uh, France Foam Works has a booth. Uh, Clowny Nerf is here. Maritime Foam is here. Griffins and more, uh, who was uh, running Blaster Check uh, a little bit ago, is wandering our way. And uh, uh, hey, Eric, join us. Jump in. Welcome to beautiful Pennsylvania, with rolling hills and glossy skies, and words that I just made up on the spot. (laughs) Keep talking, we're going to do a sound check real quick. Here's your sound check, sibilance, elevated. Yeah, but you don't have... Oh, oh, Tim just murdered me. What did you have? Yeah, but you don't have these headphones. You have those headphones. I had the game switched. Uh, Alright, that's why. Alright, so you're good now. Alright, thank you very much. So, how's Blaster Check going? Blaster Check is going swimmingly. Yeah, any, um, any, well, other than Dan's FDL, anybody too spicy? Me. Oh, that's right, you were. The you, Almirage. You are just plain too spicy. The Almirage and your blaster is. was yeah. like, look at me, I'm a horny rabbit, and <laughs> I don't want to be here. Yeah. Yeah, so it I, was like, what, five, ten, five, six SPS over consistently. Like it was consistent, which I was super happy to see. On a chronograph that I don't own, um, so that was nice. Yeah, yeah. it'd be a great blaster for Z13. Yeah, and one of them. Normal one of them people who use 130 caps. I'm just kidding. I'm fine with the cap here. <laughs> <laughs> one of the Griffins that I built and sold, that somebody brought to this event, was firing over. Oh, oh no! So, uh, oh no! No, um, it's it's okay. It's okay because it was a hair over, and uh, just rub your darts. Well, <laughs> well, no, I, I think actually what he did is he loaded it with uh, waffles instead of uh, darts on types, and uh, that can make a difference, yes, especially short darts on a flywheeler. Yes, yeah, it can. Absolutely. So uh, I saw that Griffin's Amore has its own booth going. Uh, kind of, yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't been managing it. wonder yeah. over there. Yeah. Yeah, there are, there are at least at least six items for sale. Where is, are you with so, Clowny right there? Yeah. Okay. Yep. yep. For a second, I thought Clow- Clowny was selling quicks. I was like... Wow, when did he get into 3D printing? Yeah. And I realized that it was yeah. it was Griffin. Yeah, there's a small tag on it, a very yeah. small. i got to yeah. print that bigger. That's all right. I was thinking of making that my patch. <laughs> I don't know. Or just, like, throwing one in for free with orders yeah. to get cool. people awarenessing. All right, good deal. Yeah. So. Yep. All right, all thanks, right. man. Yep. All right. Um, so there's a nice little taste of and what the, what? <laughs> and cut. <laughs> I was waiting. Okay. I was waiting. <laughs> all right. Well, there's a nice little taste of what the convention was like. So, um, I mean, all in all, it, it was a really fun little convention. It was small. Um, but it was the first year for this convention. Uh, you know, this entire event is, uh, I feel like it's going to grow exponentially because I think everybody had a really good time, as you will hear over uh, the next few episodes, because we've got a lot of content planned uh, on this. And, um, yeah, so... Um, now, one thing people might notice is we, we didn't record all that much. And that's because we were 
busy. It it was very busy. Um, it was deceptively busy. And I think this is what I told someone at FoamCon, you know, at the end war, it was a lot of people, but they were just kind of perusing and they'd walk by and you might chat with a few, but generally it was like short because there was so much for them to see here. It was smaller. And so there were a lot more like lengthy conversations with people. Um, at least I felt that way. Like I was talking a lot more than I did at FoamCon and for a lot longer. And that was really cool. Yeah. Um, a lot of conversations, you know, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people who knew where you were. I saw a lot of uh, Detroit Dart Talks patches and Detroit Dart Talks uh, shirts. Um, uh, so, yeah, it was really cool to kind of, you know, have a little bit more intimate setting because um, it really was. Uh, I think there was only about a dozen tables. Um, um, I mean, let's see. So uh, Southern Maryland House and Earth was there. Uh, Frumble was there. Um, Dart Sweep, who is also kind of Southern Maryland House and Earth. Uh, Al the Geek. Um, France Foam Works did have a table. Um, Clowny was there um, with some really amazing blaster integration paint jobs, just like he always has. Um, Griffins and more had a table, although we didn't get to see him actually at his table because um, Gargunkel was uh, graciously running the um, uh, blaster check-in. Um, he ran like everything. Yeah, he was the volunteer superstar. Yeah, he was all over the place. So, uh, yeah. but he did have a showing of Meowsers and Quicks and Griffins and and everybody's favorite three D printed blasters. Um, uh, and then Maritime Foam had a table where he was showing off what he's done with the new uh, what's that new double barrel reciprocating double punch? He, double punch. He a, yeah, it's only available in Canada right now. Yeah. Really? So that, yep. Yeah, that's why he had he brought a bunch of them, and I think he was giving them away in like raffles. Was that what it was? I, I know he's. Was, I know there was some raffle. If you bought something, you, you like got put in a raffle, or you uh, could get put in a raffle or something. Okay. Yeah. Um. I I know that he's done some internal work on one of them. Um. Mm-hmm. You know, because I follow him on TikTok. I remember him talking about how the flywheel cage actually kind of floats in there, so that was very interesting to try and work around. Yeah. So, um, and then oh, yeah, like seven. yeah, uh, thereabouts. Yeah. Um, and then we had kind of a triple table almost. Yeah. We had uh, Detroit Dart Works on one end, and then we Did had he? we had our recording uh, equipment set up in the middle, and then Talonex Armory joined us uh, as a surprise, um you know, set up, um, and, and hashtag free stuff. Wow. Did they come loaded? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> and then I, I also do one of the, I, I was kind of repping Adam stuff, the old fusion designs as well. I had a smattering of meowsers and a, a beta quick two out for people to see and ask yep. questions about. So yeah, got to represent. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was uh, it was a nice little convention. Like I added a few patches to my collection and uh, got to uh, chat and walk around, and I got to listen to a dog bark incessantly all day. And um, poor dog. <laughs> yeah, uh, one of the vendors brought their dog with them, and and every time that vendor walked away, and the dog heard the vendor's voice, 
the dog started bellowing. So, yeah. uh, and, well, and yeah, yeah, definitely some separation anxiety. And, and I will be honest, that did play into why we didn't do more recording at the convention. Um, we, we jumped on an opportunity where the dog was, uh, happy at that point and, uh, recorded what you guys just heard. Um, uh, but that wasn't the only reason, uh, like Alex said, it was just very busy, uh, people Super always busy. talking i mean to be honest i hadn't even realized that the convention had started yet and i look at my watch and it's like 11 o'clock and the con started at nine um okay. so between chronoing our blasters and uh finally getting to meet uh Wolf and garden derek silver from down in louisiana and uh you know walking around and looking at the different tables um it was just a busy day and then on top of that, they also had a tournament going on in the main gym. And it was the first time I've ever seen anything like this. It was a three blaster competition. So you had to check in a stock blaster, a super stock blaster. So like a hun- under, what was the mark? Under 100? 150? I think it was 100. And then... The third category, they called it unlimited, and that had to be 200 plus. And they had an, like an obstacle course you had to go through. They had a pistol table where you were shooting at um, rival targets. And then there was like a prone where you were shooting at, I think they were cups hanging from like a PVC frame. And then there was also a section of the course where you had to like move up behind cover while somebody was shooting at you. So you're moving up under fire. Um, so that was uh, uh, very interesting. And, and then you ha- you went through that course with all three blasters. Um, and uh, that seemed to be a very um, well-received and, and, and like most of the attendees were in there watching that while it was going on. Yeah, it, it went well. It was, yeah. it was, uh, it was cool. I, I had a hard time kind of understanding exactly what they were going to do just from the descriptions I heard. But then, you know, we walked in uh, before the con and kind of seeing their setup. I was like, oh, I get it. I see what's going on here now. Yeah, it was a so, neat, uh, it was something that we haven't really had in the, the hobby before. You know, I've seen videos of people going through shooting obstacle courses uh, for that before in like real steel. And, uh, um, I think it's a nice test of skill that doesn't necessarily, um, involve like team competitive, which, um, I don't know. I might be more interested in trying that out next time. Yeah. Uh, so then once that was over, um, they started having a few panels, which is also a hobby first. I've never been to a convention or heard of a convention, um, other than like when we were, you know, doing the online conventions during COVID where they've had actual panels. Um, now they were slated to have two panels, um, but there was some logistical things where they did get behind schedule. They ended up only doing one and that was, uh, on makers and, uh, content creators, uh, like social media, uh, in the hobby. So, uh, I know Al the Geek and Maritime, uh, were both on that. 
Um, I think it was like four people all together. It was Clowny and Dart Sweep were also there. Yes, yes. So obviously Clowny, um, you know, brought a lot to that conversation, I'm sure. His uh, his stuff is always gorgeous. You know, GSP has a uh, a brass uh, Fortnite M something pistol that Clowney H- made for us. HC or something. Yeah. yeah. Um. So Clowney's work is always gorgeous. You know, and and Al the Geek, if you haven't seen his stuff, like talk about like straight out of the screen of Angry Alex Beyond the Boiler Dome. Um, <laughs> those blasters, like he has post-apocalyptic industrial down to a science. Yeah. Um, and you know, maritime foam has really, I mean, he's the only one who's really like hardcore sticking with TikTok, at least that I've seen. Um, there may be others, but, uh, he doesn't even like TikTok all that much. He said to me, <laughs> no, really, <laughs> he said uh, it's mostly YouTube and Instagram, but TikTok's there on the side. Yeah. Um, but it's been interesting following him there, though, because we've kind of seen uh, his baby, that uh, Mega XL gauntlet, grow from the ground up. And we'll hear more about that in a little bit because uh, we yeah, got we to will. we got to see that firsthand. Um, very first up and first wrist, <laughs> first wrist, first groin. Okay, let's <laughs> save that for after dark hours. Ah, <laughs> uh, um, so. They cut out the second panel um, for time factor's sake um, so that the uh, Suburban Detroit Nerf Club could have could host Z13 for the attendees. And that was kind of their mission zero. Um, there was no gameplay Friday night. But instead, uh, in addition to the stuff they had set up in the gym for the three blaster tournament, uh, we brought some additional stuff, uh, including our... Uh, pop-up changing tents that we use at the park and some easy up uh, canopies and we tried our best to recreate the laser tag arena in a gymnasium and while the gameplay had to be tweaked a little bit I feel like we gave uh, central Pennsylvania a nice little taste of what Z13 is. I mean we had people lining back up after the first round when we were cycling through players. Well, let's say we had more players than we could accommodate. We had That's true. enough flags for, I think, a 15 on 15, which if you've been to a Z13, you know that's pretty much the max we would run in the laser tag arena. And we had a, a waiting list uh, yep. lined up on the edges watching, so we had to cycle them through, and people were lining back up to play again. So they were having a good time. So yeah, so we did zombie deathmatch, uh, and then we did BFZ. BFZ, uh, and it was an interesting take on BFZ because you know we didn't have, well, so we kind of did have the bases that we use for BFZ. Because so for those of just to recap real quick, we have the lightsaber builder blaster uh, that we use as the BFG, and then you have to ass- find and assemble the parts of that, right? So there's three core pieces. There's the the barrel, which is the front end. That's the actual blaster component. And then there's like a central frame. And then there's a couple pieces in like a eh, kind of like a, a stretched out U shape that yeah. we clip onto the back as like a, a stock or a stabilizer. And then in addition to that, there are three um, p- 
posts coming off of the central frame that you're supposed to put these little cylinders on as power cores. So in the laser tag arena, there are three bases, red base, blue base, and green base. And the three core pieces are supposed to be housed in those bases. And then the power cores themselves uh, can be scattered anywhere in the arena. So we kind of went with the same thing, but since we were basically recreating the play area from, from scratch in an empty room, uh, we kind of had to get a little creative. So um, Maryland had graciously brought three of their field bunkers, which is uh, PVC in an L shape, and then there was one red panel of cloth and one blue panel of cloth. So it was like a V shape. Um, there were three of those, so we kind of spaced those evenly around the room, and those acted as our bases for the core pieces. And then for the power cores, we unzipped the um, changing tents, and uh, the power cores were placed in some of the changing tents. So there were, how many how many changing tents do we have, Alex? Eight? Yeah, we have eight. Yeah, so there were eight of these big green tents around and three or four of them may have had a core in them. And then also to make it just a little bit more randomized, uh, one of the uh, frame pieces was taken out of the uh, base and put into one of the changing tents as well. So only two of the three bases where they already knew there was supposed to be one actually had one of those. Right. Um. And did we make any tweaks to how B how the actual BFZ ran? The BFZ itself um, stayed the same. Okay. Um, stuns when you're shot. Right. Kills when you're not. <laughs> we and... did on the second one. We did throw in clickers. Um, and I guess backtrack for a second. So something that they were originally planning on doing while we were doing this uh, is what they were calling zombie petting zoo. And some, some invitationals would do this where you have the opportunity to go in a, in a relatively safe area and interact with specials to see how they play. Mm -hmm. But the only three specials that they were consistently running, except for like basically NPC characters that were explained during the mission briefings, the only three that were normally, in play on Saturday were Boomer, Tank, and Clicker. And we regularly use Boomer and Tank at Z13, so we had already showcased how that worked. So um, Brain had asked if we could incorporate Clicker. So uh, normally we'll give the BFZ a Zomber Helpier, Z a Zomber Helpy, a Zombie Helper or two <laughs> um, to kind of get the kill count going a little That's bit. That's for after dark. <laughs> um, so at, during the second game, actually during the first game too, right? I think it was yeah, the first game of yeah. BFZ. Yeah. So first game brain uh, was out there as a clicker. And then I think uh, Kelsey. Kelsey joined during the second game, um, which brings me to the biggest thing was, because there wasn't hallways and corridors and stuff to like go hide down the way we do normally do the respawns was, uh, you know, at Z one three is 30 seconds, uh, you know, break line of sight, 30 feet call clear and you're back in. Mm -hmm. That really wouldn't have worked here. So during zombie deathmatch, those red and blue bunkers, since they weren't being used for anything specific, those were the zombie respawn points. You had to touch it and then count to 10 Mississippi. 
during BFZ, you respawned off the clicker noodles. Yeah. So that was a very interesting um, couple of matches because I honestly don't think I've ever really encountered a clicker in an invitational because I did not realize like how hard they aggroed on sound and you know i know that's the mechanic but y- you know you never really think about it until you're actually experiencing it. and that was mm-hmm. yeah so we did make a rule that the bfz could not aggro the clicker <laughs> because we would just end up stunning each other back and forth oh forever. yeah 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 um but like i was running the meowser which is a regular flywheeler and every time i rev to to take aim and take a shot I aggroed one or both of the clickers. So it, it ended up becoming a baiting game. And uh, one of the players, uh, Goblin, who ended up getting best best zombie, um, got the kill shot on Alex as BFZ in the second match. Yeah. Um, Took him three tries. Yeah. But he got three tries because we were kind of baiting away, uh, kiting the, mm-hmm. uh, the clickers. So, so for that little quick side story time there, I'm, I'm chasing down this group and I see them and I see them go behind one of our big pop-ups that we've got kind of laying on its side. I get an angle as cover. And I thought I saw this, the, the kid who had the BFG run on past, like, like he was trying to get away and around the arena, like reload. And I saw, you know, Tim and a few others go behind the tent so i cut around the tent thinking i'm gonna get them the kids over there no i come around that tent the kid is standing there waiting and pops me right in the chest i just looked at him i was like how are you here well played (laughs) yeah it was a really really good kill and it was a good game like normally you know we get the bfg on the first shot like we're used to that like when you take the shot you get him and uh you know, it was someone who's not used to the, the awesome power of our BFG shooting it. And I was able to dodge two of them. Yeah. So that was cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so Z13 was well received. We were uh, great, you know, greatly thanked as, um, as, as sponsors, really. Um, mm-hmm. And then I, I know Brain Ant. Oh, I do know what. He, so uh, the the BFG actually made an appearance in um, Brain's Mission One. I think it was the next day um, as components for the humans assembling the BFG for the actual game. So that was kind of cool too. Yeah. Um. And then again, utility in both. I'm sorry. What? It's pretty fun that it got utility in both. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, I I if it had been anybody but, you know, the people who it was, I might have been a little bit more leery. I um and Brain did make a point of not actually like putting the components out into gameplay cuz I mean, it's an old system that you can't get anymore, so we would have to basically redo our uh BFG from scratch if that ever were to get misplaced. Yeah. Um, but it was cool to to see those props um, showcased. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, dogs going crazy. What else? Um, there was good food. Um, Josh France ran a food um, counter 
uh, for lunch, and there was really good pulled pork and mac and cheese. Yeah, I guess he's a chef in another life. I didn't even know that till that day. Um, I, I think that's kind of becoming his day job. I think he, uh, yeah. he's uh, branching out and diversifying. So, uh, anything else? Well, I mean, did you have any interesting conversations or meet any interesting people on your end of things? Well, uh, like I mentioned earlier, we got to finally meet uh, Derek Silver and uh, Ulfengard. Um, so that was yeah, fantastic. That was cool. um, you know, finally getting to, to hang out with them. And uh, they uh, um, filled our happy bellies with some authentic Cajun gumbo later that evening, uh, which was delicious. Yeah. I brought some back for, for Erica, who was back at the Airbnb playing Nerf Mom. That that stuff got reheated and eaten all the way through when we left on Sunday morning. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Um, and uh, they gave us swag. Oh, which Tom, yeah. I have, I have your swag yes, here. We got hashtag freestyle. Oh yeah, brother. We got yeah. shirts and stickers and comfortable shirts. Yeah, very like, comfortable so shirts. Soft. From a pawn shop, uh, <laughs> that was that was <laughs> that quite. Just makes deep. it sound so sketch. <laughs> no, they're really nice shirts. They really are. Um, and uh, got uh, introduced to some new blasters. Um, uh, one of the, I think it just started as kind of a shits and giggles, um, situation where Elfengard found this. Uh, it's called a. What is it? A GL zero six uh, howitzer, and it's um, it's a pump action little grenade launcher looking thing. It's it's designed to shoot three elites or um, gel beads out of a forty millimeter shell. Um, so he ordered it just to kind of review it on his channel, and then threw it uh, towards uh, 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 Derek, and Derek promptly designed shells to take mega and mega xl and that thing was hella fun to play with i know that also uh, real quick side note on that um not from the foam nation but another of our patreons gsp found a the same thing with a different paint job and has converted it to fire the 40 max grenade launcher i saw that something about putting a dart back in the pusher or something. I think, you, I think you just wedge a dart in the back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it, so that's like, it's a cool little thing. I, I might have ordered one too. Yeah. And there are a couple of different versions out there. So there's the one that we got that looks like a GL6 grenade launcher. There's one that's uh, more of a traditional, like, um, I don't want to say shotgun. It has, it has a pump prime like a shotgun, but it kind of looks like a, almost like a mortar hand cannon uh, uh, pilgrim blunderbuss type situation. I'm sure there is a. It's based on a real steel gun, and I have just butchered what it's supposed to be. But um, the uh, the shell is pretty easily replicable. I have one. I have the first prototype of a double mega in my hand at the moment. Um, nice. so we'll see how that works. Uh, I did print it on point 
three and uh, it's got some pretty bad gaps in it so I'll have to send I don't know if that's just because I printed it a point three or um, if maybe the top section needs a little bit more uh, thickness to it Derek I know you're listening I'll send you some pictures oh yeah uh, Derek found out he was he was hoping it would take K26. Uh, it does not, unfortunately, but the uh, the spring diameter is appropriate for a K17, uh, and that bumped his Mega XL FPS from 35 up to about 50. So this may be a new um, staple in the hobby, especially for like the PA area where. Um, they are doubling down on ammo-specific specials with their new mechanic, which you'll hear more about in the next episode um, if you haven't been following um, how the singular weak point system worked. Um, but yeah, I'm sure uh, more about the these uh, howitzers and the shells uh, will be coming um, soon because uh, if for nothing else, uh, it adds some versatility Um to be able to just pop in a shell that has a Mega for one shot, and then, oh, now I have a special that needs Mega XL. Uh, the only thing we really don't have is a shell that will shoot socks, and I don't know if a sock would count if it came out of the shell. Mm-hmm. So Now, on the topic of things that shoot Mega XL, <laughs> yeah, Maritime Foam, our good friend Anthony from north of the border, quite far, I think he's in New Brunswick, and made the trek down, and he's been working on a project and he's been documenting it on his YouTube and TikTok and Instagram uh, that he's calling the gauntlet XL. And it is a wrist mounted flywheel mega XL launcher. It's like a little, it's got like a little mini hopper on it that holds, I think, well, there's two, there's one that holds two darts and one that holds three darts. And I think he's going to work on one that holds just a single dart. Uh, and it's just, it's, very compact. I mean, it's a little chunky because it, it fires giant darts, um, but it looks great. It's got an on-off switch and a voltmeter wired in, and uh, it can take two or three S. I believe it uses uh, containment crew cyclone flywheels, and it has a worker, what I think is a worker serrated flywheel as the pusher mech in the bottom. Um, and that thing on two S will launch... Uh, up to like 80 fps it thumps and on 3s it's up to 90 so they were they were illegal for use at pasf uh they had a lower xl cap but yeah that it it literally you say things slap that thing slaps um and i know that personally because you took one to the shorts (laughs) I, I took two. I double tapped. Yeah, yeah it's it, it's almost impossible to shoot off a single one with the yeah. the standard double ma- uh, magazine. Yeah, it's a double tap. Um, yeah, we're sitting in the uh, in the in the Airbnb of our good friends from Louisiana, and one of them will go unnamed so as not to sully his reputation. Uh, looks over at me from about five feet away, and I see him kind of picking his wrist up. So I kind of got ready. And he uh, hit the trigger just a little too soon as he was trying to pop his wrist up and uh, took two <laughs> right below the belt. <laughs> Luckily, didn't hit anything major, but <laughs> I probably would have been on the floor at it. You're done having kids, right? Yeah, you're, you've got kids. I, I mean, I am, so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that thing, it, it was like, literally, so I, 
in that moment, I got on my phone and I messaged Maritime and I said, I need to have one of these. Do you have any more for sale? Um, and the next day and uh, next morning at the, uh, at the HVZ, he walked up to me and he actually hadn't seen my message yet, but he uh, was wanting to buy something of mine. And so we worked out a deal. And so he brought one. He went back to his hotel later that day for a break and he brought it over to me. So I, I have a gauntlet XL and it is amazing. Uh, absolutely fantastic piece of engineering. I believe he worked with um, Foam Blasted. So okay. he would he was kind of like the idea guy and the basic design, and then Marcus over at Foam Blasted uh, would you know cat it up. I guess the same thing would say cat it up properly, um, and get all the details worked out. And yeah, it's fantastic. I think he has plans to sell them more than just like the limited kind of builds he's doing now. You know, we talked for a while about that about you know hardware kits versus full builds and all that type of stuff. So definitely something to keep an eye out on um, if you're looking for cool things that fling heavy foam. Like, this is amazing. Yeah, and, I mean, you can get Mega XL for dirt cheap right now. I think Dan came away with, like, almost 100 rounds for, like, 10 bucks. Yeah, I've got about 100 rounds uh, saved up right now. But, yeah, it's uh, it's great. It's great. So he... uh. For full, you know, if anyone's curious, what 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 the trade was was he saw my new blaster, the Flycore, the uh, All Mirage, with the mag out the top. I had a uh, one made specifically for passive, and I had my personal one, which was about five FPS too hot to use a passive. Ooh. Oh, it's wah, great wah. for Z13. Um, wait, 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 but he wait, saw wait, those, ready, and he ready. wanted to. Oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> so yeah, he wanted to. Uh, he wanted to see. If he could commission a build so uh we worked out that we would basically trade the uh trade the gauntlet and i would custom build him one so nice. that's what's on the printer right now sweet okay so, yeah it's I gonna be it's gonna be great i can't wait so to looked... see your blaster in tiktok yeah right <laughs> <laughs> no it's gonna look hot he has a cool little color scheme going nice yeah so i'm excited about that um so like I, I that's that's one of the things I really like about these cons, whether they're big or small. You get to meet people who are new. You get to see people who you already know. Like we we met Anthony in person, Maritime Foam in person at Foam Con last year. So to see him again and be able to chat with him again was really cool. We actually we kind of we got a chance to catch up. Didn't we? We ran with him at Grove City before End War. Yes, we did. Yeah, you're right. We did. We interviewed him. At FoamCon. That's right. what I'm remembering. Yes. Yeah. yes, we had met him all the way back in Grove City. Yes. Um, so yeah, just like kind of the thing where like catching up with old friends. Um, it's it's just a really cool thing to be able to do that a lot of times you don't really get to do when you don't have that more social setting of like a convention. Like HVZ is go, 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 and you can socialize in the breaks. Um, but the convention was pretty much all socialization. Yeah, and, and there, was nice. there was as much or as little as you wanted at this convention, which was very cool. Oh, yeah. Like, if you wanted to be go, go, go the entire day, there was the three blaster competition, there was panels, there was um, the uh, 
there was Z13, there was tours, there was safety briefings. Uh, you could have kept yourself completely occupied the entire day, but it was also the type of environment where you could just kick back and chill and kind of take everything in, and you didn't feel like you were missing out on anything. Yeah, it struck a very nice balance. Yeah, so uh, really good um, little convention that complemented Saturday's events perfectly. Yeah. So. But if you want to hear about Saturday, you got to wait till next week. Yep, and the week after. <laughs> so, um, do we want to do shout-outs real quick? Yeah. Okay. I go first because I get the easy one. Yeah, go for it. I'm going to shout-out Wolfengard, uh, Talonax Armory, for just inundating us with swag and free stuff. Um, and by extension, Alan, Derek Silver, and Connor, who also came with them. Yeah. Um, I think it was. I, I believe it was a joint effort from all of them. Yeah. Um, well, I think I but, think the gumbo was all Derek. Alan, well, the gumbo, Alan. yes. Yeah, the gumbo. Well, I was I was going to let you do that as your shout out if you wanted. Yeah. I'm specifically talking about the swag, right. uh, patches, shirts, stickers, all that cool stuff. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which was not expected and just got thrown at me. Uh, so it's very nice. And I literally, I, I put their shirt on before going over to their Airbnb for dinner that night. Nice. I so wore mine. It was uh, cool. I wore mine on Tuesday, Tuesday. I think it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, yeah. It, uh, James and Alan were amazing throughout the weekend. Um, my shout out and is Connor, and Connor, and Connor, and Connor. Connor yes. Uh, my shout out actually is going to hit a little bit closer to home though. Uh, because if it had not been for Adam, I would not have been able to run my FDL this past weekend. So I huge, huge shout out to Adam for taking the brain out of his own FDL and tr entrusting me with it so that I could have mine up and running for the weekend. Um, I do have a replacement, uh, spark fun, um, that needs to be coded up and installed. Um, so we'll be back fully up and running soon. Um, I was delighted to find out that my custom startup sound didn't get erased. And I guess it makes sense because that's stored on the actual ESCs, which those didn't get, uh, swapped out. It was just the spark fun. Um, so, um, but thank you, Adam, from the bottom of my heart for, uh, getting me back up and running um, because uh, especially because by the time mission four rolled around uh, both of the boys were having issues with their griffins I think just the darts were too soft um, and the pushers were were pushing into the darts rather than um, pushing them forward so Sebastian ran the meowser and Milo ran my vector um, strife with the half dark kit and for the last couple of missions how warm was it down there it was it was like 80 it yeah, wasn't terrible it, yeah. but it was when there was sun out it you knew it yeah it, it, um, there was yeah. a little bit more humidity than anything else and yes. and i think that's what really affected the darts because they were running fresh brand new uh worker gen 3 purples and the griffins both of them were having issues feeding those so, all right, well, 
Tom, you have any shout-outs? I haven't, I haven't done anything nerf-related, so no, I'm good. Not projects, shout-outs. I know. Could shout-out uh, Nick and Morgana for filling in when you weren't able to go. I mean, I, w- I already got paid back, so that that, all, that money was for Adam. Oh, okay. Cool. Shout-out, Mr. Mittens. And on that note... All right, guys. We'll catch you on the next episode. Oh yeah! It's time for the what the fuck—the <laughs> <laughs> most milk toast Randy Savage ever. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't realize Randy Hate Crime was here with us. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah! It's time for Foam Nation. Where are all my foamies at, brother? <laughs> it's more like a macho man. Hey, did, did, our, did Mr. Vince hate that? He absolutely hated oh, that. Oh, good. My cat hated that. By oh, the way. my God. <laughs>